up to another good, good morning, time to go. To the three by five life podcast one thought in three to five minutes and often longer <laughs> three five or ten yeah three five or ten minutes uh so in the last two episodes we talked about movement we are very strong believers in the dialing in the fun- fundamentals and the fundamentals are really being eat move sleep so today we are talking about sleep. Uh, we might dive into sleep on uh, other episodes as well, uh, but we just kind of wanted to talk about it because it's very top of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Our four-year-old has decided to wake up between the hours of 3.30 and 4.30 mm-hmm. for the last two nights, and I literally feel like I'm hungover today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a little rough. Yeah, and normally he's a great sleeper, but he's woken up, and that's kind of like your your REM pocket. So I'm usually up at 5 anyway, but him waking me up at 3.30 has just completely crushed me. So if I have bags under my eyes, if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize. It's interesting, too, that you say that because how it affects both of us is different because of our sleep profile. So for me... I, he laughs because literally I fall asleep in 10 seconds. Like I shut my eyes and I'm out. But if I get woken up for any reason throughout the night, I am up. Like I, my mind's going and I need to meditate. I need to get back to sleep where it's like the opposite. Like Brian has a really hard time falling asleep, but then once he's asleep, he's, he's usually pretty good. Um, so it's interesting too, to think about sleep and, and being very recognizing that what sleep what you need to sleep really well could be completely different than what somebody else does. So that's that self-awareness piece again, really mm. looking at sleep and how your body reacts to it. But yeah, yeah but we're both tired. The end result is we're both tired. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you haven't read Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, it's a phenomenal read. It's life-changing. Uh, but one thing he mentions is, you know, if you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at six, so that's eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's say you wanted to get up early and work out or you had something going on on so you got up at four so you go to bed 10 and you woke up at four so that's six hours of sleep so 25 percent less sleep but he argues that's not 25 percent less sleep because those early hours of the morning is really when you're in REM mm-hmm. so it really could for you be 50 60 70 percent of REM sleep so that's why I'm hungover today yeah because I've had two days of interrupted uh or so I'm interrupting that window, that like 3.30 mm-hmm. time, like as I'm in REM and then I'm going to be getting up at five. So it's just completely crushed me. Yeah. So it's it, so interesting that there's, you know, so much research around what our bodies do when we sleep, but we're still trying to figure it out. And, oh, yeah. and even in this book that I was talking about when we were talking about the, the movement. What book was that? The Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life. Okay. They talk about what's happening in your brain and how that first two hours of sleep is when your brain is literally like, like, doing housekeeping and cleaning out and filing your memories and all that stuff. But those last two hours, you're in your deepest REM sleep and it's the longest period of your REM cycle. So what Bry said was like, if you can prioritize any of those periods of time, you can literally, if you disrupt that with like your alarm clock going off at the wrong time or you're in the middle of a sleep cycle, you can feel fatigue and like you're hungover. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what, how do you combat that? Like what's, what's 
something you're thinking in terms of well I can't control my son waking up no, or right. my son waking up but I, w- whenever people come to us and for some reason within our circle of friends we get a lot of people asking us like hey I'm struggling with this I'm struggling with that the first thing we ask them the first thing you really ask them mm-hmm. is how's your sleep yeah. like, and so many of our friends are, go to bed at 11 o'clock at night you know it makes or us later yeah. yeah it makes us feel like we're you know old people because <laughs> we we were very strict about like a nine-ish o'clock bedtime in bed by nine yeah, yeah asleep be, by nine thirty. we try there's some quote about you know a, the the distance between you know depression and hope is a good night of sleep or, or however it's phrased and it's so true when you have a really good night of sleep you just feel more hopeful in the morning and it drives everything in your life so if there's areas you're struggling with be it your diet when i don't sleep as well i eat more Mm -hmm. you know it all relates back to sleep and i don't think people take it seriously enough and matthew walker even talks about they did some uh studies with rats Uh, i believe it's in the 80s and they haven't replicated the study for obvious reasons it's inhumane but uh they they kept rats up like constantly and the rats died after 20 days and I, i forget what the time was without food but it wasn't that far apart from mm-hmm. you know the sleep and then they did the same study but they just woke up rats within the the REM cycle and they died after 30 40 days and then the non-REM cycle they were keeping them up in the non-REM cycle window and they lasted 50 60 days so it just shows like you need your sleep to thrive and live and be healthy and we need to start really prioritizing it mm-hmm I mean, that study, I think, highlights what you were talking about in the beginning, that two-hour window. And I think, you know, we it is important to have a wake time, but it's even more important to have a consistent bedtime because yeah. that period that you're trying to figure out, and, and sometimes it does take a little bit of experimentation. I mean, they say to be asleep by 1030 is usually the best as far as following your biorhythms, um, but that could kind of wiggle a little bit for you. And you really have to kind of figure out, okay, if I'm waking up and I'm feeling groggy and fatigued and like, that's like when you hear people say like, I'm not a morning person. A lot of times it's because they haven't figured out their ideal sleep cycle. Yeah. And so play around with it. If you're waking up exhausted, then wiggle your wake time, you know, or your sleep or your bedtime really is the one that like is the most important. So go to bed a little earlier. Um, maybe it's 15 minutes and see how you feel when you're waking up to that alarm speed. I mean, a lot of us can't control that idea of like waking up naturally because we have obligations. So that morning wake up is harder to manipulate, but mm-hmm. that bedtime is something that you can kind of play around with. Yeah. And that might mean you have to cut out the afternoon coffee mm-hmm. or caffeine. Oh, I mean, they say it has a half-life. What is it, four or six hours? Mm-hmm. You, you still, after your last ca- drink of caffeine, like there's still a half-life of that in you. Mm-hmm. So be cognizant of that. And it, it, that could be a tough transition if you're used to always having your afternoon coffee or whatnot. And maybe you can fall asleep, you know, without a problem after having coffee. But it's something that you, you should be cognizant of and play with. I mean, one of, if I, I talk about sleep a lot with my graduate and master's degree classes and when people ask like, where do I start? If you're looking for something to improve your sleep and, and help you get like the most out of the, the benefits of sleep, I always say it's that window of eating. If you can give your body at least yeah, 12 hours between your last meal and your first meal, that natural cleansing for your system is so great. And if you can try to make it so that you're, you know, not eating an hour and a half, Well, they say three to four hours. I know. We say, they do say three to four, but that's really hard for people. So I usually say two. Um, Two hours before sleep should be your last meal so that your body is fully digested and then your resources that are supposed to be going to, you know, help your brain 
process all the things that happen during mm-hmm. the day, your energy is not going to your digestive tract. It's going to immune system repair and helping your cells regenerate. So that's a place to start. Just looking yeah. at when you're eating your last meal and giving your body that, that appropriate time to wind down. And that sets that internal clock that it's almost time for bedtime. And what then happens is your melatonin naturally starts to increase. And yeah. so you train your body to produce melatonin at a specific time of night because you're going to bed at a consistent time of night. And so it really is like that schedule yeah. of finding out and optimizing it. Exactly. So we encourage you to uh, start analyzing your sleep and start looking at it and trying to get consistent with the, like Jesse said, that the nighttime, uh, you know, and going to bed at a consistent hour every night. Uh, so any last thoughts? No. And I would say, you know, we like to give you like an action item and maybe it's that maybe this week, um, do a a self-awareness kind of check-in when you wake up, maybe use your three by five card and use that as an opportunity with your AM gratitude to just give yourself like on a scale of one to 10, how fatigued am I feeling? 10 being like, I'm super energized and one being like, I'm exhausted and then try to play around. But the important part is documenting it because if you're making these little changes in true experimentation, you're only changing one variable. So if your variable is moving your bedtime, around then you can get a clear analysis of what is actually the cause of your fatigue and then if you feel like that's dialed in then maybe play around with that last meal that you're eating yeah. am i eating at six and how am i sleeping am i eating at five how am i sleeping and and so i mean i love experimenting with this kind mm-hmm. of stuff because the idea is to optimize and and the best way to do that is through trial and error so maybe that's your takeaway this week is to just kind of play around using your three by five card and doing that energy check-in in the mornings. Yeah, energy check-in and write maybe what time you went to bed mm-hmm. and what time your last meal was. Yeah. And then one, when you feel groggy and then you wrote down the night before I snacked at 8.30 at night or 9 o'clock, then maybe that's an indicator for you. So that's a great point. Yeah, all right. All right, have a fantastic week. Hello world, wake me up to another good, good morning. Time to go. Oh, we are all.